That's the one thing all great teams have in common. Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Andrew. Hey, Goldberg! I bet if that talk was a cheese broken, you'd stop it. No, I agree. I would not be an acid physically. I have more of a podcast body. Quack, 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 no! It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey everybody, are we ducks or what? I'm Mike, that's Tommy. Hello everyone, that's Kevin. Hey y'all. Welcome to the Quiet Deck Podcast, the Definitive Mighty Ducks Podcast. We are back. No trivia today. Some controversy in trivia. So, we had one last matchup of the first round between John and Robert. It's actually not controversial, but Robert had to dip out. He said he had a family emergency, so we hope everything is good there. But John will just move on to the second round via default so congratulations to john he's moving on we are now into the second round we should pick up the second round possibly next week but i will say i don't know what the pod schedule is going to look like in the next few weeks so baby number two for me is on its way due date's may 29th but who knows it's it could come any day now so if you see some sort of absence in the pod, not posting. It's probably because that baby has come and I am. Can't believe tired. you're going to shirk your responsibilities to the pod in favor of being a father. That's that's just unacceptable. That's yeah, true. Yeah. You know, the baby does have a mother who should kind of step mm. up and do some of this parenting. <laughs> yeah. Fair points. Fair points. I will discuss that with the baby's mother. Also, not in that <laughs> way. Who's going to win that argument? I'll be like, <laughs> I cannot watch the baby now. I have to, you know, pod about the Mighty Ducks. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm smart enough to know. You knew what she was getting into when she married you. (laughs) That's true. I'm smart enough to know this time that I don't know, like, what the schedule is going to be like and how it's going to work for the first couple weeks. So I'll eventually figure it out, but I might need some time. you, You didn't train your other baby yet how to take care of a baby? We're working on it. She's pretty good at it. She's like practicing feeding and, you know, with a bottle and, you know, rocking it and stuff like that. But yeah, she's only like two. She's almost, eh, she's like two and a quarter. So well, she'll be, she'll be working soon. She'll have a job. So yeah. Yeah. Much time. We're, we're going to need that extra cast. So we're going to put her out in the, you know, the fields and she can work, work in the mines or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The mines. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's another argument I'm going to have to have with my wife, but that will be for another time. Before we get into it, though, I do want to check in on the kin token. It's been a long time. I don't even remember where we were last time, but we're coming up on, I think it's like going to be close to eight years here. I think it was it December 2014 or no, 2016. So six years. You bought, Kevin, I should say, bought $300-ish worth of kin token. We've ridden this train up and mostly down. Kevin, where do we stand today? Uh, hang on the app. Okay, there we go. Uh, so today, not not great. Uh, we're sitting at $11.67. Oh, no. Oh, no. Kevin, yeah. other than Damn inflation. <laughs> Other than these podcasts, do you check that ever? I actually randomly checked it last night, uh, just mostly because I was like reorganizing the apps on my phone. But uh, 
yeah, but not really. I don't really check that that much. Mm, just giving up on it. Fair enough. No, I'm not, right. I haven't given up. I'm just, I'm just, you know, it's, I'm just waiting. Yeah. Playing the long game. I like it. All right. Yeah. Let's move on to the topic. Investments. At hand. <laughs> yeah. So let's move on to the topic at hand. Tommy, do you want to kind of give the intro for this topic since this is Tommy straight from Tommy's head to your ears? Yeah. So um, I'm excited about today's topic. This is definitely a throwback. Some of our, our better work is our speculative fiction, if you will, um, where we just kind of take an idea and uh, run with it and run it into the ground, some might say. Um, but we know a good amount about the setting for Mighty Ducks Game Changers 2. Uh, I'm going to be at a summer camp. We know uh, a good number of characters, um, Deadline.com, they uh, had a March 25th article that had a lot of the casting information. So we know more about the roles and who's going to be in it, the types of adults who are part of it as well. And, and um, kind of what we can expect, you can predict, you know, potential storylines. And so wanted to discuss, you know, what are some of our early predictions, you know, at this camp, as well as looking back at some of other notable cinema kind of like kids summer camps mm. and um three that came to mind that we can kind of compare it to unfair or not um and i want to also wanted to get your guys um opinion as well as a quack lights of like other like kind of notable you know hollywood summer camps for kids or whatever and of course the gold standard i'm gonna say is heavyweights you know we've got steve brill um and then a number of mighty ducks um crossover there um, uh, Steve Brill directing. So we know that there's immediately anyone thinks summer camp and Steve Brill, it's heavyweights. Now we're going to have game changers season two. And so we're going to have that, um, that link there, no matter what, um, the other two, and I know Kevin will appreciate the second one is camp nowhere, which Love is, um, Love a nineties movie. I want to say maybe it was like 94. Yeah. So 1994. So it, if you're not familiar Money with mud. it, um, a bunch of maybe like 13 year olds who normally go to summer camp, they kind of like hoodwink their parents into sending them to a non-existent camp. So they just have a bunch of money and they buy like, you know, surfboards, that kind of thing and have a bunch of shenanigans and then parents day comes up and it's like, Oh no, we got to put on this big charade for, um, uh, because all of our parents thought we were at real camps varying from like a fat camp to like a theater camp to like a, like a math camp. So it's very, it's, you know, it's a, it's a good nineties kids movie. IMDb has a six out of 10, but I think anyone uh, can really appreciate it. Um, and it's got Christopher Lloyd in it as your, uh, kind of, uh, leading man in there as the, uh, um, kind of con artisty guy who helps these kids run the camp or whatever good heart in that movie and the third one and this is it can essentially the same era and this is maybe more of a stretch but it sticks out to me um but in the adams family values which is the second movie in the 90s there is a um you know a uh, big part of the movie is sent around wednesday and pugsley going to a summer camp um and essentially you know um taking their big theatrical display of like the first Thanksgiving and making it very Adams family-esque where they, um, you know, essentially lead the native Americans in revolt, uh, against the, uh, the pilgrims. And it's, uh, incredibly funny. Um, and that was uh, a movie that kind of stuck with me in my childhood. I saw that one before I saw the first one. And I think because, um, of that summer camp scene, it would really, uh, I was able to relate to it, you know, you go to camp as a kid. So those are kind of the three that stick in mind as like, 
when you think of movies and kids summer camp. Now I'm sure there's plenty others, but those were like, obviously two of them were huge plot points. The other one is a, you know, um, I guess a B plot, if you will, um, for Adam's Family Values. But I want to see Kevin, Mike, what you what comes to mind when you think of like summer camp, kids, movies, TV shows. I, I was going to say, and I, maybe the only reason this one is on my mind is because it actually came up in a work meeting the other day, but uh, The Parent Trap uh, would be mm-hmm. a, another one where of course. a lot of it is centered around camp. Um, I feel like there was another one that was similar to Camp Nowhere. Um, that it, like I sometimes get him confused. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to think on that for a little bit, though. Yeah, I mean, my first one is definitely heavyweights. I don't know if this counts. Do we, it's not necessarily a summer camp. It's more of a training camp. But do you count the beginning of D2 as some sort of camp? I I wouldn't. No? Okay. Fair enough. I also wouldn't. Fair enough, fair enough. The other one that immediately came to mind was Wet Hot American Summer. I don't know if that is mm, within yes. this genre. Uh, it's a little, I guess, more adult or so, but uh, kind of still in the... I'd say it's significantly more adult. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair enough, but yeah. Also that... also significantly uh, more on the crazy side. Like, like that movie goes way off the deep end, at, like at minute number 70. <laughs> yeah, so kind of similar, but kind of not similar uh but those are the two or i guess three that i was thinking about when tommy first brought this up uh fun story i've actually never seen what hot american summer so maybe i will watch it on the next week <laughs> um but i just looked up essentially kids summer camp movies um and this slideshow uh popsugar.com which um mike can link to in the show notes it's got 12 of them listed i'm gonna read them off written by uh corinne sullivan um the first one of it is camp nowhere we talked about number two is it takes two which is essentially the parent trap except for the olsen twins um three is true beverly hills which i know was a, a favorite of my uh, my mom and sister uh so i've caught um snippets of it um i don't know how much they're at like a summer camp is more of like kind of like a like a weekend camp getaway kind of thing um four is called camp cool kids um never heard of it um it's on tubi um five is heavyweights of course six is a parent trap the original one from 61 Mm. seven is the babysitters club um haven't seen it um i don't really know that they're at a summer camp is maybe they're just kind of running a day camp since they're babysitters eight is the parent trap with Lindsay lohan nine is called camp rock two the final jam i don't know what happened to camp rock (laughs) one um 10 is adam's family values 11 is camp rock one there we go um and apparently it's got demi lovato and joe jonas i don't know and number 12 is daddy day camp um is a sequel to daddy daycare i imagine um and cuba gooding jr stars as uh, eddie murphy so i guess um Maybe we'll watch some of those. I don't think I'm going to end up watching Camp Rock 2, but maybe I'll, I'll give Camp Rock 1 a shot. Uh, yeah. Any thoughts of those? I mean, just based on that list, I'm kind of worried about season two now. There weren't <laughs> a lot of classics there. What, one that keeps on, in my search that keeps popping up is Friday the 13th. <laughs> 
well we've got a pretty good plot centered around horror movies already yes. so uh if it's anything like our uh, McKill series or anything close to Friday the 13th, um, I forget the name of the camp that they're at, um, but we'll, uh, we'll be big fans. Have you ever seen Meatballs? That one keeps popping up too. I never saw that. Seen parts of it, but that's like a Bill Murray uh, movie yeah. from late 70s. Okay. So we have these, you know, basis of summer camps. Are there any tropes that you know you're expecting to see that are that carry over into season two here? Um, I think some kind of theme of summer love is going to be in there, um, and you don't really see that in in heavyweights except for um, the, uh, the the counselors. But there is a great dance scene between like the fat camp and the girls camp, and it all ends well. Um, but summer love, you know, whether it be between, you know, some of the kids or also some of the adults, I expect to see that somewhere. And in Camp Nowhere, we get that too, where like, oh, you're, you know, your your first kiss, that kind of thing. Um, so I expect to see something like that. Yeah. So you you have obviously Evan and Sophie, and then the other thing that was touched on was really Nick and MJ. But I could see Nick being a candidate to sort of uh be involved here especially as we add gertie who is the oddball homeschool girl from alaska she might be involved but is there anybody besides nick that we might look at for you know being a don't bother slash mighty duck involved in summer love i could see uh logan if he's involved being like all the girls you know love his hair and everything and so uh i could see him being involved and same thing i could also see mj being at like a different camp and maybe that's like a plot line for one of the episodes. Yeah, I was going to say there, there's got to be some kind of like outsider that like kind of stirs the pot, I'd guess. Um, maybe it's like causes a rift between like Evan and Logan or something like that. I think there's a lot of opportunity there. Yeah, that's a good point. You have you have a you have a Jace who is described as a cute stud with a bad boy attitude. Uh, this is again, according to the deadline article deadline.com article and you also have aj lawrence who is the godlike teen athlete those are two new characters i think could is, sort of stir the pot with sophie and evan is it is that the actor's name or no or that is character? the character's oh, okay. name i was gonna ask if it's of the lawrence family <laughs> no maybe they were inspired by the lawrence <laughs> family and named the character after them but no but yeah i think I think there's some sort of side plot. And then obviously Bombay's gone. You know uh, the the plot description has Alex taking the team on this summer road trip. We got Josh Dumel in there as the former NHL player. Do you see an Alex, uh, what's his character, Colin Cole dynamic playing out in any way? In some capacity, yes. Now it could kind of be like, Alex and um, Bombay in season one, where it was never really like they Overt. they never got together. Yeah, um, it was you know implied that there were there was some some sparks there. Um, so I could see that, and then maybe like season three, you know, Josh Dumel is featured in some capacity or goes back. I don't know. We're getting ahead of ourselves, but yeah, I think there's gonna be some kind of adult um, romance there too, because we also know there's some others, and it could also be you have like you know, the, the quirky assistant and like the, um, you know, the, 
one of the uh, other kind of like male um, uh, instructors there, the the headspace coach or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you know, having some kind of like, you know, they, they have crushes on each other or something like that, but they get together at the end and all the kids are like cheering for him. Again, that kind of stereotypical, but it's, it's feel good. You know, it works for a reason. Yeah. I like the two sort of side the characters. quirky characters. Yeah. yeah. Getting together. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, any any other romances or any other tropes we think are going to make it into season two here? Summer camp tropes. And so I guess the trope of like pranks and hijinks, we've already talked about that. Um, I think we'll see plenty of that. I don't necessarily know that that's like summer camp trope, but I think it's something that we're going to see because when you got kids who are like in a cabin or bunking together, or whatever, you're, they're going to get into some mischief. And we've seen that already in the Mighty Ducks series. So I think that'll just kind of continue that. And, and again, I don't know how much of a trope, but I'm expecting to see hijinks. Yeah, there, there'll be like the hijinks, there'll be uh, like sneaking over to the girls' cabin, there'll be skinny dipping. Uh, I don't know about skinny dipping. Or, 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 or somebody like at the end of Camp Nowhere where she like tricks him into the lake and like she she gets him to take his shorts off and then leaves him. Like something like that. I, I can see that happening. Um, uh, I, I am curious to see how many um, kind of uh, nuggets we get, heavyweight nuggets. Like if yeah. we get any like sneaking candy in or anything like that. Like just little little nods to, to heavyweights. I'd imagine we'd at least see a few. Um, yeah, I, I I I think heavy I think heavyweights is probably kind of the best uh, uh, I guess allegory or whatever for this one. I, I think we're gonna get like some nods to heavyweights because it's also Disney property and right. um, and so it could be called like oh the the chipmunk bunk or whatever or oh I had a cousin who was like a, a counselor at a fat camp you know his name was Lars yeah. or something like yeah, that yeah. or like oh my cousin Lars once had a bad experience in the forest so I'm expecting some Easter eggs like that it would be great if like and one thing I so one of my predictions is that you're gonna have multiple teams at this thing so it's like oh it's not just kids randomly there for a hockey camp it's like teams are invited to this camp to like get better and maybe you have like eight teams and maybe one of the teams is called like you know um something that that's like a nod to, to heavyweights where they're called the chipmunks or they're you know uh if the big theme or the big kind of uh climax and heavyweights was um the, the apache relay and you had camp mvp so i'm expecting some kind of nod there or maybe saying um I'm trying to think uh what the name of the camp was before camp hope so maybe there's like uh, a we're from hope minnesota or something like that mm. do, you, do you think we get a skinny wieners reference hmm maybe maybe there's like a hot dog vendor called tony <laughs> yeah. i was He's thinking like, we see like a package that's like skinny wieners or something yeah, like Tony's a skinny wieners. <laughs> yeah. i think yeah i think brill tries to sneak it in and it may or may not get by whoever reviews this for disney and they might be like hey we got to cut this, but I do think, yeah, we, we have a strength and conditioning coach. I do think there might be some hijinks with candy, uh, especially. Do you think we'll get any sort of blob or blob reference? Mm. That'd be good. I mean, you got to have like a lake, right? Or, or something. Well, I guess right. this is uh, it's summer camp. Surely it's going to be like indoor for ice hockey. So, but they're going to have, have to have like outdoor activities. So having a lake and like i don't know go-karts maybe could also be something yeah i mean they're gonna be in california so it's gonna be a warm weather it's not gonna be like summer camp even though you know summer 
depending on the day. It was nice and um, Mike, did you ever go to a hockey camp? I did. Yes. W- what was that like? I mean, it was mostly the hockey camps I went to were mostly at colleges. So, you know, you stayed in the dorms. It wasn't necessarily like your team against other teams. You would, there would be maybe, you know, four or five of us on the same team who went and then you'd be with kids from elsewhere, other teams, and you'd bunk with other team kids and meet them. That was part of the experience. But yeah. You you were on the dorm. You were in the dorms. You would have you know set times to skate, and then you'd have off ice workouts, and then you'd have video, and then you'd usually like eat lunch. Then you go back on the ice and skate and do like a couple other things, and then there'd be like a fun thing at the end of the night. Uh, but yeah, it was always who what other camps were going on at the same time. I remember there was always volleyball camp going on. There was a lot of hijinks that were happening with the volleyball uh, girls. Uh, a lot of, a lot of what's up, what's up going on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> lovely day for a stroll, lovely night for a stroll, that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, that's that. Those are my memories of the actual, you know, you go somewhere, don't sleep in your own bed hockey camps, which I think we'll see a lot here. I, I do. Now that I bring it up, I maybe it is a, um, I'm trying to think, oh no, it's, it's called an intense summer hop, hockey Institute. So I was wondering if there was other sports that they were going to throw in there, but it doesn't seem like it. Anything else in terms of summer camps or, I mean, we're going to have our bold predictions before season two, but anything else you want to get out early for Mighty Ducks Game Changer season two here? Some kind of parents day. Mm. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, bring the all the parents back, or at least some of them from. That's man, that that scene in Camp Nowhere is just so great. It's such a great uh, when all the parents come back and they have to run like fifteen simultaneous parent days. <laughs> so and and uh, I'll give you a bullet prediction now. If we get a parents' day, there's a Coach T sighting, and it's like Coach T, you got a kid? He's like, I've got a few of them here. I just don't know who they are. Mm. Coach, that's T. a very specific bold prediction. <laughs> yeah called bold <laughs> coach t i i do like the the coach t appearance in general as a bold prediction maybe I, yeah like coach t could be like a central figure at this camp like running the institute or something yeah who knows who knows if we'll see coach t or not i mean uh, he could be coaching a new a new team there and like he could be you know kind of playing antagonist um mm mm that's true. We don't really have, we don't really know. Obviously we know we're going to have some sort of um, storyline with Jace and his dad, Colin Cole, who's played by Dumel. And obviously, you know, the new kids versus the old ducks, we're going to see some sort of deal there, but yeah, we don't really have a true like enemy that we know about yet. So a lot to consider here. And then of course, as we mentioned this in an earlier pod is, you know, this is a direct quote from the Deadline.com article written by uh, Denise Petsky. It's, um, as our Ducks try to survive in this super competitive environment, they're faced with the question, can you win summer? So winning summer and the different varieties of like winning a game, you know, making new friends, you know, overcoming adversity, that's going to be like the, there's different ways to win summer and that'll be like a central theme. Yeah, I like it. I have some more thoughts, but I do want to save them for the bull predictions for season two. So let's move on now. We have not done a quack question in a while. So I want to get one in here. You ask us questions on Twitter, on Facebook, through email, through the discord. 
We pick the best ones. Try to answer them. Kevin, do you have a quiet question for us today? Uh, I do. Uh, this one, I believe, is from a first-time quack question. Uh, quack questioner? Quack it doesn't quack? look familiar to me. So Yeah, so uh, this one comes from Jay, who's at Yay Mister uh, on Twitter. Um, good name. Uh, in his D3 speech, Bombay says, the contracts cannot be voided without cause. And the question is, why is Portman not showing up the entire year cause? Yeah. So essentially, Portman does show up. They should be able to void either his contract or maybe the entire team's contract. Assuming, you know, how this is laid out. But I would assume it was his contract. My only thought here is, oh, he does come in and sign it. So I don't know how binding that is, though. Like, I feel like there's an appeal process. He he maybe can play in this one game, which is an exhibition, but I don't know if he's still in school after then. No way he's eligible, <laughs> um, but he can definitely play in this exhibition. And so I think that's fine. Um, and, you know, at the same time, you know, maybe he's been talking to Bombay and it's like Bombay, like in the background the entire time where it's like, hey, if your grades are fine, we can ins- like we can transfer because there's wording in this contract that's ambiguous where you can just kind of slide in, you know, at the beginning of the next semester or whenever, as long as your grades were like up to snuff. Yeah, that is a good question of like, do we think Portman is going to public school or did he just like stop going to school? He doesn't seem like the book learning type. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think he probably just kind of coasted for a little while uh, right. maybe he was still enrolled uh, right but wasn't attending too often um he was uh taking the kevin in college kind of <laughs> philosophy um but uh yeah yeah i'm not sure about that but i i'm not i'm also not entirely sure about him being in- ineligible um if he was moving from another state because he would mm. be coming from chicago yeah so uh i don't i i don't think eligibility is really the biggest question in that but i i do agree with the question or or the 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 implication in the question that how is that not cause I, I i would imagine that would be cause to void the contract at least his contract yeah so now that i'm thinking about it yeah he's probably in school and just his great like he's skipping a lot may coasting along so his grades are terrible but yeah he has a he has a scholarship at this point to Eden Hall, and who knows whether that's still legitimate, you know, if there's an expiry date for that scholarship. But he comes in and signs it, and then plays in this exhibition, which I th- like. I don't think there's a, any issue there. But yeah, I think it's the real question is after, and if he has the scholarship, if they've already offered it to him. Do his previous grades matter? Because he already has the scholarship. So I don't know. He already has the offer. Yeah, I mean, but if he ha- if he's not coming in like the beginning of the semester, it's like, hey, this was contingent on your transcript for whenever, like through right. your freshman. And also, supposedly they're all freshmen. And mm. so you don't really have like a, a GPA until you get to high school, right? right. So yeah, it could just kind of be like, yeah, it's a it's a blank slate, and you know, it's 
it really depends on, I guess, what Portman was doing for the fall semester. And like Kevin said, we don't think he was really going to class every day or uh, keeping up with his studies. Maybe he's going to like alternative high school. Mm. That's a great point. You could go to alternative, but the middle school, you know, as long as you make it through middle school, like enough, you know, they're going to push you to the next grade. They're just trying to get you out of there. So that makes sense. I do think he would be allowed to transfer no matter what his grades you would figure, yeah. I think the answer to this question is, is Portman is probably void. And like this exhibition thing was a fun thing, but immediately after this game, there's some sort of challenge by the Eden Hall board or Eden Hall's lawyers and Portman does not make it into the school. Well, I, I, I don't know why at this point they would though. Like there's no, they have it's to. not in their interest to get rid of just him. That's true. Think about like all the, the crowds will be at the JV games to see him in the penalty box taking his shirt off. So they don't want to get rid of that cash cow. That's true. Yeah, they we talked about, you know, why did Eden Hall even do this? They wanted the publicity. They wanted to be a nationally recognized school. That is a great point. Like they, they probably don't care. And if the Ducks won, they would want Portman mm-hmm. to have that reputation. So, yeah, I think I think we've solved this case where the – the Eden Hall board sort of switches the flip or flips the switch, I should say, not switches the flip and says, okay, if the Ducks are, the Ducks won, they're going to stay here. We're going to be the Eden Hall Ducks. We need all of the Ducks and they're just going to get Portman in whatever way they can. I like it. I like it a lot. Any, anything else on Portman here? No, I think it's a good question. I think, um, there's probably a lot of different like legal avenues for both sides, but I think from like weighing everything, pros, cons across every everything, legal avenue, the the team, the team success, publicity, you have to keep Portman and the rest of the ducks there. And you just kind of work in the background, like, hey, we're gonna get your transcript all taken care of. Maybe you gotta take an extra class during the summer, but we're gonna be fine and we're gonna do this out of the public's eye. Yeah, I like that a lot. All right. Problem solved for us thequacktech.com go there contact us at quacktechpod on twitter facebook.com slash quacktechpod go to itunes give us five stars tell us what you think is going to happen in season two of my ducks game changers there thank you to all the producers everyone in the discord everyone who makes this podcast fun we really appreciate you whether you donate or not and remember ducks fly together ducks fly together The quick attack is back, Jack. Oh, yeah.